Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Whether you're a sports fan or a wrestling fan, maybe you're neither and you just love coming to wrestling with sports for the banter. BlueChew.com has been a proud sponsor of this show back when it was the wrestling perspective with Petey Williams and myself. We love BlueChew here. BlueChew loves us. Make sure you go check them out because, listen, guys, I'm going to talk to you guys for a second. You get in the sack. Things are going pretty okay. But sometimes you wish you had that extra little kick, right? You don't want to be the curtain jerker. You don't want to be the jobber in bed. If you're a sports fan, you don't know what that means. Go Google it. Uh, Wrestling fans, I'm about to do this to you. Listen, if maybe you're the number nine hitter in your bed or you're essentially the pitcher that gets a chance to get up and bat, and we all know how bad pitchers are at batting, in your own bed and you want to change that you want to go from the number nine hitter the number four hitter cleaning up on the bases raking them down the line you know what i mean or wrestling fans you want to be the curtain jerker and you want to go from curtain jerk in the first match to main eventing sexual mania in your own bed you got your own ref that'll roll out from under it you get it you go you count the one two three you win she's satisfied you're satisfied you could do all that with blue chew Go to BlueChew.com. It is amazing. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it any time of day and night, and because it's chewable, it works twice as fast as the pill. You can take it on a full stomach, empty stomach. It doesn't matter. You listen. You can benefit from more confidence in bed where it counts. And BlueChew, right there, fast, easy. It will enhance your performance. That's the key word there, guys. Enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by a licensed physician, so you don't have to worry about any awkward doctor visits. You don't have to wait in line at a pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. It's made in the USA, so Blue Chew is cheaper than your other options. Amazing. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free. Use this promo code Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S, and just pay $5 for shipping and handling. And trust me, that is the best $5 you will ever spend. We would give it to you for free, but Jason Kindle's like, nope, we're giving it to them for free. They have to pay for shipping and handling. I'm sorry, what Jason Kindle says goes. Again, that's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E, chew.com. Use the promo code Dennis. Try it for free. Let us know what you think. I mean, we have baseball players that text and email us all the time. We have wrestlers that are reaching out that want all this stuff, and we give them the same promo code. They come back happy. So be part of the revolution, the Blue Chew revolution. Make it happen. Your woman will thank you. And women, you know, it's okay to sit your man down and say, hey, listen, maybe we should try Blue Chew. It's it's perfect. BlueChew.com. Use the promo code Dennis. Impact Wrestling is now on Access TV. Catch all the action every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Visit AccessTV.com for more information. Don't forget, you can start your Impact Plus 30-day free trial right now. Head over to Plus.ImpactWrestling.com. And if you miss any of the Impact action, you want some exclusive Impact content, go to Impact Wrestling's YouTube page. 
be part of the 3.5 million wrestling fans getting interviews, recaps, highlights, and much more. Search Impact Wrestling right now on YouTube and enjoy a ton of exclusive content. All right, it's time for Wrestling With Sports. I'm Dennis Farrell. That's Dimitri Young. And Dimitri, I'm really excited for what's about to happen on this podcast, my friend. Yeah, you're excited. I'm excited. We fight a big wrestling fan here. And we finally have a guest we get to interview. It's not the Jason Kendall corner. It's Dimitri and Dennis get to finally ask questions on our own show. I'm excited about this. The White Will... <laughs> I had the pleasure, and I don't even know why I'm being secretive. Every, I'm going to post it everywhere. It's on the front page of the podcast. Everybody knows it's Darren McCarty, but here is a guy who I've been a huge fan of. I met him once at uh, a Draper charity softball event. Kind enough to take a picture. We talked sports. He, There are people around, and he's one of those guys that make you feel like he's talking to you even though – there's several different people pulling at him. It's a rare thing to do for athletes sometimes. But when you find a guy that cares enough that will say, all right, you know what? I'm talking to you. Uh, I know I got to sign these autographs, but I'm going to finish my conversation with you. You tend to draw to them, and they become one of your favorite people. And that's one of the reasons why Darren McCarty is one of my favorite people. So, Darren, thank you so much for joining the show. Bro, I, uh, I can't say thank you enough, uh, obviously, being a – fan of Dimitri, uh, uh, watching him as a baseball player, but obviously um, that's one of those things that uh, please tell my mom. Yeah. Because uh, then, then, I, then, I, then I make her proud. But but I think that, you know, one thing is what you do is not who you are, and it's all about something that I always say to be here in 2020 with everything that I've been through. I've realized that I'm a battery. People are my power, and, and it really is. I am really – interested in everybody's time and stuff like this so um it's great to be able to finally get on with uh, both you guys and it's funny how things go um full circle and i think that that's just uh maybe a, a life lesson about uh how people should just treat each treat each other uh you know with respect and i'm glad to hear that that's was your experience with me bro because now it's over. It's podcast time. It's, it's going. <laughs> and, I, and I'll be honest. I think we're best friends now. I'm not even lying. We are BFFs. Well, you know we were because you, dude, you already, I already figured a way to get one of those. I was already jelly in your belt right there and stuff like that. So we already figured that out. So we are BFFs and stuff. And we're talking wrestling because anybody who knows me, dude, um, I just want that microphone. I just want to chirp people. Right. I don't, you know, I'll do a couple bumps and stuff like that. Big deal. I mean, I get it and stuff, but I, I just want to, that's why you talk about wrestling, but Chris Jericho is a friend and I think he's just one of the greatest in the game because of the evolution. And when like, I'll literally watch AEW right now, Dimitri, and I'm like knowing him. And when he pulls off that La Chevian and, and when he does the <laughs> army stuff like pineapple Pete and that's him. Oh, that is him. awesome. 
right? It's just blown it up or just whatever. How he's talks to Excalibur, shut up and like, yeah, Jim Ross. You know, like it's just to me, it's so much fun and and you know, just to, that's why AEW it just looks like everybody's having so much fun and everybody's invested in the process from the referees to the commentators. Everybody seems to be a part of a team, and when you're a part of a team, you know, and and that's always been the knock on the WWE, and I think you see that more in Impact or TNA wrestling. Um, I know you did back in the – I was a huge Lucha Brothers, and I didn't get onto the Lucha. <laughs> I didn't get onto the Lucha Underground till late, but I binge-watched those in, like, in like no time to understand who Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, and how athletic all these guys are because that's the thing. All it is, guys, is, listen, my wife watches the Kardashians. She watches <laughs> the teen moms. She does that. That's her soap operas. I watch AEW, WWE, Raw, SmackDown, TNA, you name it, I'm watching. That's the exact same stuff I'm watching. All you know, and, and you talking about Chris Jericho, I listen to him on AEW Dark that comes on uh, YouTube. And, I mean, the way that he talks, I mean, everything he mentions turns to gold. Like you was talking about Pineapple Pete. I mean, he just started calling, I don't like that guy, Pineapple Pete. And he put him on the map. But he's that's on what, the map. Right. And, 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 but let me say to this, though. But he's on the map. And you and I, as fans, buy the story. Buy that pineapple. The guy changed his name to Pineapple because Jericho hates. Like we're right. Like it's it's about how he's gonna despoil Brat. And I think that because we've seen the Jericho, he's such the greatest heel because he's the likable heel because he's consistent and um, you know, dude. Like anybody who gets to come out to their own song, right, and have the crowd sing it, bro. That song kicks ass too. Right, right. Like, tell me, like, if you had your walk-up music, right, and it was you spitting rhymes or whatever, and the whole crowd singing it, you know, who cares what you, you know, oh, sorry, Skip, I took that one uh, outside, you know, like, strike three, but did you hear the walk-up music? 20,000, 30,000 singing. I, now, here's one of the questions we love to ask other athletes when they come in, and their experiences with wrestlers while they're playing. You know, Dimitri tells some great stories. Jason Kindle will tell a story or two. You being a wrestling a story or two? Oh uh, yeah, Jay. Listen, this is weird. We're, normally, when Jason gets on, it's sixty minutes of Jason, five to ten seconds of Dimitri and I, and we have to fight over that. So, well, let's listen. I'll play the role of Jason Kendall because uh, it must be the catcher mentality. Because I was a I was a catcher, right? And the reason I became a hockey player is because I was better at punching people in the face than I was at hitting a curveball. Even though that I wanted to be the catcher for the Detroit Tigers. Lance Parrish was my guy. Wow. Ooh, it worked out. Okay. I mean, if I had my way, I'd have two World Series and two Stanley Cups. But I got four cups, and I mean, I'll take it because I can't hit the curveball tree. Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> four Stanley Cups. I'll give you wrestling stories, right? So... We were lucky a lot because when Raw and at the time coming through when The Rock was big and Stone Cold, um, you know, I remember when Stone Cold smashed the Zamboni into the into the ring. Yes. Into the ring. I remember getting to meet those guys uh, because John Hahn, who was our PR guy at the time, had worked at was a PR guy at University of Miami when they played football, so he knew him personally. So that was cool. But the best one was that uh, myself and Matt Dandino and Mike Knubel got into 
got in on a bit with uh, D'Lo Brown and uh, Bob Hardy, where Bob Hardy went to hit D'Lo, and D'Lo is from Detroit. He went to hit him with the hockey stick in the first row, and I grabbed the stick and I broke it over Bob Holly and, and oh, D'Lo. Oh, nice. People were going nuts. And you can see it on it. Uh, we watched it because uh, Dan and Owen Knubel now it's 20, you know, 23 years later, but it'll come on the wrestling channel every now and then and then take a still shot. So um, that's probably the, the one to be involved with. I mean, as far as TNA, we just had one canceled. I was, dude, like we were talking about, I was uh, Madman Fulton and Sammy Callahan. I was taking my boy Rhino. So, Rhino's a buddy of mine. I'm sick and tired of him getting jumped. If he just have a fair fight, he kick everybody's ass. So I'm just going to go down and make sure Mr. Callahan didn't uh, get involved. But as I saw the other night, the boys from the North again took care of him and uh, Ken Shamrock. So, uh, you know, it's it all uh, it all plays a part, dude. Like I said, all I want is that microphone. I noticed that, but I see that you're, you are a uh, – Impact TNA fan. I'm a big fan of theirs as well. I've been watching it from an in, in exception way back in 02 and watched the transformation. My favorite part of the TNA franchise was when AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, like 07, 2010, that era. But then once Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff came in trying to recreate the whole WCW, and, you know, Hulk Hogan by that time was stale. But what I what they have right now, what they got right now, I love it. Moose is my favorite wrestler, and last week we had him, and we had the new X Division champion, yeah, Dashing, um, Chris Bay, Mister Finesse himself. And let me tell you, my God, man, I wish I I wish I would have taken my um, body seriously, so I would have wrestled in the off season. I would love to have done that in the off season, put a mask on, be like Doom or. Call him heat or somebody. Man, I would have loved to have done that. Right? Like, isn't that, like, back in the day, like, the way that it is now where there'd be the possibility of somebody transitioning into that and to see, you know, what's, what athletes these guys are. Like, you, you and I are professional athletes, and we have the utmost respect for these guys because forget the result. How do they get there? And the spins and the flies and the guys you mentioned – you mentioned Bay. I'm going to tell it like go the opposite side with Keith Lee. You ever seen a big oh, man hop yes. around like that, bro? Ooh, that's Basket what I'm saying. Lord. Like, and you see the big guys doing some of these moves and, and, you know, all the different characters. It just like I'm a huge Drew McIntyre fan, obviously, because of his story and because he's Scottish, you know, and we got to rule the world. That's so, you know, like that's, but, but every storyline playing out, you know, even even last night with Dolph Ziegler and stuff like that, it's worked, you know, and it, he owns the microphone, he's believable that's why it's like they're so in TNA and in AEW the consistency like the pops are there but the consistency is there more than in WWE I feel where it's either good story or just you know, what is this garbage? You know, a lot of yeah. for me, a lot of WWE is is what they've done in the past. I love, I still love it, and I'll give them a pass because of the '90s and the '80s and the Attitude Era, and they have ebbs and flows, and the product sucks, and the product's good. 
And I don't get the people that jump over to AEW and they're like, I'm never watching WWE again. You know what? So the product's bad. AEW will have a bad time in their product and they'll pull out of it. WWE has done the same thing. And I can't quit WWE because I love the history that comes, even with the product today, the history from back then. Here's the thing. In Michigan, weed is legal, right? WWE's recreational weed. AEW's <laughs> medical weed, caregiver weed. You know, I'm saying it's by, by, and I'm going to break it down for you, right? It's not by, and and I'm I'm involved. The Darren McCarty brand is with Pincana, which is one of these 135,000, 200 million dollar monsters that I collaborated with. But it's because of the people there, right? So we're putting it's the caregivers that have got into the big game, right? Not the big game trying to take over. It's because they care. It's because everybody in AEW is invested because they get their characters. They're believed in. You watch the way that they su support each other, even online in the way that they follow. It's not a competition. It's we're going to all rise and make the product that much better. I mean, eight-man tag team match a couple weeks ago with the introduction to FTR. You know, like you're oh, not going to yeah. see some of those moves going back and forth if you're a fan of of, of just popping stuff like they because they get it they get it that they're together and the better that Jericho's a dick the better that Kenny Omega <laughs> is gonna gonna fall an angel somebody's ass like he did to you know Sammy Guevara before he got suspended off like that outdoor match was like oh, yeah. unreal they just pushed the limits like the John Moxley's with the cages how about that how's he gonna beat Cage oh he works some on his Lamb, he uses his brain. He'd beat him down to get, you know, Jake mm -hmm. to throw the thing in or whatever. Great storyline, right? They have more freedom. The other one's like living in the, living more in the past, but trying to go with that. We think we're better than everybody, even though we're going to come in and we're just going to go into this market and we know the best because this is our name, right? Doesn't work for the real wrestling fan. The real wrestling fan follows the talent. And follows, you know, the product that you see the effort. And you know what? How many times, like, sometimes you'll watch, like, even I like watching NXT better because you yeah. see the effort in there. It's like, you know, guys in the minors as opposed to guys, you know, later in their career that, you know, sometimes you mail it in. And, and you know, it's unfortunate, but you see the hunger and, and I love it no matter what it is, even if it's bad, but you see the effort and, you know, like, you know, there's some not great wrestlers with great effort and great stories. You know, what I wanted to mention that what you was talking about, the differences between each uh, with uh, AEW and with Impact, you know, especially Impact, we talked to Moose and they said, you know, they give us bullet points to talk about and they do the rest. And so they bring out their character because they are able to create those lines, whereas WWE you know, they got them saying some whacked out shit. And, 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 it's, and it's very predictable when you watch a lot of WWE. I'm talking about Raw and SmackDown. Oh, yeah, you know, it's sure. very predictable to watch AEW and Impact. You, I see moves on there like, man, that is outrageous. And you know that you're not going to see that in WWE. You're going to see the same move sets from each guy. And, I mean, that gets kind of boring. I mean, we're going to watch Raw tonight. And that pay-per-view they had last night with those – Non-decision with um, the Raw 
championship match and then the U.S. and then the last match. I don't know what the hell that was. I know it was a cinematic match with Bray Wyatt and uh, Braun Strowman. And yeah, but who won, bro? What was that? What was that last night? Guys, bro, I didn't hate it. That's what I'm saying. They think they're bigger than what they are, but they always have thought that, right? But the difference is they had Vince running the show as a younger Vince. You know, he's getting older now, and, and you resting on your laurels, just like any sports team, right, that has the tradition because the old guys, you know, in baseball, happens all, all the old guys, they've been there. They can get it done. When you're not giving the young guy the crack that deserves the crack, when everybody on the team knows it, but the money's dictating this, or the contract's dictating that, that's why it's beautiful to see. And you can tell that, like you said, when you watch, sometimes that's why, like Raw or SmackDown, I always, if I'm here, I'll watch it. If not, I'll fast forward through it, right? You know, like and, and <laughs> I watch the same thing. stuff. But <laughs> AEW, dude, I'll, I'll watch through the commercials. You know, like you know, different things, and um, you know, I, I think it's just it it tells a story. Like like I said before, Lucha Underground, the way that they got the crowd the way that they involved, the way that it just, it was like a movement, right? Like to, that that would be one. If you asked me what event would you like to go to, you know, other than like a WrestleMania or something, but that's still pretentious. It's like a Lucha Underground when you had, if you had all the top guys, like say at the end of 16 or maybe 18, man, it'd be crazy. But AW one would be great to go to for sure. Dimitri, tell him about the Killer Cross story. Oh man, man, you you know Killer Cross. I mean, you see how vicious he is, and he just looked like he's just gonna rip your heart out. He was the exact opposite in his conversation. Soft spoken, very polite, and and, and and had you know calling me sir. I was like, man, that's my dad. Am I that old now? God dang! But um, you Looking know, I was good. like, you know, when you when you talk to somebody and and they just come across as just like the neatest human being it's like i i like them but now i became a a, a huge fan of them just because of that, that brief conversation i had with him. you know uh you know who's like that too is uh i forgot to say is but but back in the day got to meet kane oh kane oh. if you talk to kane he's like the smartest guy you ever talked to you know what i mean like soft-spoken yeah. gentle giant you know like like it's crazy, but it's, you know, that's, that's a tribute to the craft or the characters and stuff like that. Cause you know, most of them aren't, you know, that's the character they play and the better character they play, the more believable it is. Right. Cause that's the right. whole thing, right? You, you can never make a mistake when you're a heel. You, you can never make, but <laughs> when you're a baby face, you got to be on top of your game. Right. I, you, you know, know, Hey, you know what uh, you mentioned um, earlier, you had a, 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 a thing that you did with WWE where you was involved. I had the same thing back in 2005 in Survivor Series. That was the one where where um, Ric Flair and Triple H beat the living shit out of each other. But Edge had uh, his first, uh, what was that called? Ray, cutting uh, Edge. Cutting Edge. Yeah, the Cutting Edge. And him and Lita came out, and they was talking. And, <laughs> of course, I had a speaking role against Edge. And, of course... You know, I was talking about him not having a championship, and then I said how many championships the Tigers had, the Pistons had, 
Of course, I didn't mention the Lions. And then, since we were in Joe Lewis Arena, I just pointed up in the rafters. And, of course, it was all the championships. Y'all, the Detroit Red Wings that won, and the crowd just erupted. And then Ed was just losing his freaking mind because he wasn't a champion yet. But, I mean, that was so fun to do that. And like you said, you're not allowed to make a mistake. And I was nervous as shit because I got there like at 2 in the afternoon. And, you know, you get to meet all the wrestlers and stuff, and they're going over all their lines and, and, and things that they have to do in the ring. And when I met the Undertaker, man, oh, my God, you're talking about starstruck, man. Oh. You know, for baseball, me meeting Hank Aaron is getting starstruck. Meeting Willie Mays, starstruck. You know, meeting the Undertaker for me, being a wrestling fan growing up, starstruck. And he was just as nice as pie. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is the Undertaker. And then when I was speaking, Triple H came over there and it was him and Shane McMahon came over there and was showing me how to hold the microphone and the talk slow and deliberate so everybody can hear and understand what you're saying. And then Vince McMahon later came over there and shook my hand and said, thank you for coming here and stuff. And I was just like, man, this is I feel like a a kid in a candy store for real, because I I grew up a a real wrestling fan and I get to meet. My idols and me playing baseball, you know, people come up to me like when they come up to you at hockey, yeah, I love me and stuff. And I give that to them and they're like, you watch wrestling? I was like, man, I'm over there telling them about their lives. <laughs> Look at that, bro. You got the big pop, right? You got the pop and you didn't even have to take the bump. That's it. That, that's exactly. That. <laughs> I had this game when I met Stone Cold back in the day. That was, that was, I had the same thing. It was uh, the only two times Stone Cold three times. I met Lance Paris because he was my childhood idol. Uh, Stone Cold and then Dave Grohl who is as cool. Oh, Dave Grohl is yes. as, he's as cool <laughs> as Dennis. I call that what you got the Dave Grohl effect. Try to give it to everybody because I got that from him like you said. So it all comes around. It, it is phenomenal. I got to ask who were your guys growing up? Who were some of your favorites? Lance Paris was my guy. I wanted to be catcher for the Tigers. I thought it'd be freehand Parrish, then McCarty would bring home the championships. But um, and Rick Tockett was my hockey guy. Oh, the Rocket Tockett. Time, score, fight, lead. So, um, you know, I just, yeah, you know, it was, and it brings on the top. And somebody asked me, it's like I was an emotional guy, right? Like I played off emotion, hundred miles an hour, and you know, first in and. You know, playing in the playoffs now, coming back in hockey without a crowd, it's going to be – I got to think it'd be a little different. I'm just glad I don't have to play anymore. Would baseball <laughs> be that – would baseball be weird, for like, without the fans or – You know what? Um, you know, some people say that, that it would be weird, but I look at it from the standpoint of these guys, well, all of them, been through the minor leagues and, and they go through minor league camp. And when they play games, they play on the backfields where the only people that are back there are, are the minor league front office, um, some parents that came into town, um, some girlfriends. And let me tell you, when the girlfriends come, when you got a field with 200-some-odd baseball players and you see a, a, a female, oh, Lord. Game on, like, buddy. You're game on. Yeah, it's yeah. And, and, and then the guy whose girlfriend it is, they're like, they, they get mad that, that we're looking at that girl. It's like, come on, man. Who does that? 
And, and so, so okay, I'm getting off topic, but yeah, we're used to playing with nobody in the stands, especially go to minor league places. I don't know how minor league is for hockey, but it's like when you go to the the smaller towns, you're gonna you get a thousand people if you're lucky, and yeah. then there's some some where you can actually go and you can count how many people are in the stands, and then of course you have B games in spring training. There's nobody there. And, I mean, you kind of get used to playing with nobody there, high school, college. And so I don't think it's going to be that much of a factor, even though when you play in the big leagues and you get used to that crowd and you can feel the energy of the crowd. I like being on the road because the equivalent to the cheers are the booze, the, ooh, you suck, fat ass, you know, <laughs> bam, home run on them. I dropped the hook on them and they shot <laughs> Put that left down, drop it in, right into the strut. Got the dreads flowing. I remember, kid. Nice and smooth. I still have a full head of hair. A lot. Look at that. You do, bro. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. No, that that's always uh, – I always love playing on the road, too, right? Because, hey, they only boo you if you're good. Yeah. There's something against them to earn that boo. Absolutely. That's what I say when somebody says, you know, uh, Joe Louis Arena, we were homers, and I go, bro, do you know what that means to be a homer? That's like means you're like 750 at home. That means you know I got to bring it every night at home. You know, like that's it. It's, it's not easy. 750 not at, at home, 500 on the road. You'll be good. Let me talk to you a little bit about your podcast for a few minutes because, like I said, I'm a big fan of yours. I love the grind time. You've had many different homes since doing it. Uh, now, you're over at, uh, was it uh, MRM? NRM? NRM. Yes. NRM Streamcast right now. Um, you know, with the COVID and stuff, I've been doing a lot of, I, I, it's called 25 on 19. It's the sort of the COVID version because we've been doing it out of studio. But, you know, Grind Time with Darren McCarty, it's pretty much whatever the heck I want. You know, it's, it's mine. So it covers everything that I cover. I do. So when... You know, I come on other people's shows and we talk like here, wrestling, sports, whatever it is. You know, sometimes it's uh, it's more about I like to use it to not only get to know people better, but also to introduce an audience to people they might not know that that they need to know or or somebody that I'm interested in or whatever. And, uh, you know, it, it's just given me an opportunity. I, I got some big plans, you know, for it coming up so i haven't really recorded an episode through the covid and stuff but you know it's something i take a lot of pride in um in doing but doing it right so uh i've you know got a lot of catalog and archived and i went and the difference is as we went from and and this is you know the one thing that i figure out what's for because i like the long sit down hour talk get to know somebody, but I also understand that in this day of technology, it's more of the quick hits and stuff. So it's finding the fine line to be able to do the long version also with the short version, um, you know, 30 minute stuff and, you know, be on top of it. So it's, a, it's something that it's always evolving. I'm in no rush. The one thing that I've realized is that, you know, slow and steady, I'm about to, you know, the journey, the destination's an oasis. You're a human being. You're going to get what you want, and then you're going to want more. So you might as well just enjoy the journey. How hard is it to be a fan favorite? Because 
you know, we talk a lot about it's kind of easy to be a superstar. You have the God-given talents. You go out there. You do it every, all, every day. But a guy like you, who was a fan favorite, and let, let's be honest, you, as as, as far as skill set, you were not the superstar in the team. I mean, you were surrounded by millions of people. Not saying that you're bad, by the oh, way. Einstein. Hang on. Not saying that you're bad. People tell me they can't skate, and I tell them, uh, bro, that didn't stop me. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. You gave me that look. I thought you were going to compound me in off this question. But to be a fan favorite, because despite everybody loving Yeiserman and anybody else that came through Detroit to wear that uh, the, the will, you were always above them as far as fan love. And how hard is it for, for to stay up there? Let me ask you a question because this is the number one thing. Why? Because relatable. I'm them. I'm, I was chosen by God or whatever as a representative for all them. The grind line, the, the, the everyday person that can, can work and put the work in and, and dedicate themselves to reach the goals that they want. Now, in doing that, you know, there's a lot of trials and tribulations on the way, but the beauty of it is the transparency that I always lived with and the honesty. And and here's the hard part. It's it's easy when things go very well, but when you do not know who you are, and I mean myself and if anybody, if you can't, until I could look in the mirror and have a conversation with that person in the mirror, because I tell them, don't lie to that person, that's you. Right. So it doesn't matter what anything else. I didn't know who I was. I needed to remove myself from Detroit and go to Florida for six years to get sober, to to just find myself and figure out what it was that I needed and uh, er, that I was. And then through that journey that I, cannabis has saved my life because of being an alcoholic and being how bad as I was 70 pounds heavier, my Blood pressure was like 240 over 160. I mean, it's if I didn't have as much, Ooh. if I didn't have as much marijuana in my system, I would have stroked or had a heart attack. But through the Rick Simpson oil and the cannabis and the caregivers and my friends, put me on eight days of just like gram after gram RSO. So I got the physical addiction. Now I was already done with mentally and spiritually, but physically. When you get sick because you don't drink, not when you drink. I mean, it, that's what's the, with alcoholism is the problem. But the blessing is, is that you, with alcoholism, your body can cure, cure yourself. So take off the wing, put on the plant, right? But in the journey, it's also finding myself and who I want to be and the person that I want to be and, and all this other stuff and being okay with who I am and being happy and, and proud of different things that I do and know that things I've done in the past. Well, you know what? If I'm not proud of that, I'm not that same person in those ways. So it's just, I try to be a beacon of hope for everybody. And I'm, I tell everybody, if you're a, what do you mean by that? Come on. You can ask, what do you mean by that questions all day long? The minute you want to argue, you might as well Google me. And when you get knocked out, you know why? Cause we're not arguing anymore. I'm not changing you. If you're not doing what I'm doing, just do it over there. Stay away from me and the people that want to come out of the dark because, you know, there's enough of us. And it's it's a lot to do with with uh, a lot of us, like Dimitri and I, who are former athletes that, 
you know, you're focused and you're goal and you're driven and it's all one thing. And then when you're done, it's sort of like the old adage of what have you done for me lately? And then you got to find out, you know, you know that the sport you played isn't who you are, but you got to find out that there's different loves and how do you nurture that? And if you're not in a good place, so it's all a journey, but the blessing of it all is that it's the transparency that I've lived with. So people have been with me and now I go around saying, Hey, you, you prayed for me. Thank you very much. It worked. And you know, like let's help you now. And um, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a constant ba battle every day. Um, just, to be the best me I can be, but I'm definitely closer to being the person I want to be today than I was yesterday. Hey, Darren, Darren, wow. We we have more parallels than, I mean, you can even imagine. Everything that you were saying was resonating with me because I, I put my shit in a whole world of shit in 06 and missed out on the World Series, and I had to make my comeback as well. And the things that you was talking about, I went through as well. And... You have your podcast. I'm, I love coaching. I, I've been yeah. doing the Breakthrough Series, Hank Aaron Invitational, which is geared to get young black players scouted and recognized and stuff. I coach at Oaks Christian High School. Before this, I was just doing a hitting lesson, and I do that all the time. And and I'm all about the, um, you know, the kid's journey. So when I'm talking to the kid, it's about the journey, not just your journey. It's your family's journey. You know, you have your father and your mom sacrificing all their stuff so you can go to these different places and, and get exposed. You have your brother and sister that's going to keep your ass honest, that's going to get on you and like, hey, just because you're good, you still, you still got bad breath, big brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and being able to, to channel that energy towards them. And like you said, I don't, I don't drink too much anymore. I may have a, a social here and there, but you know, the same path that you're on with the cannabis, hey, I, I can see the parallels with that, keeping you calm. I'm, shit, I was too, at my heaviest, I hit 320 in 2007 with the Nationals, weighing 320. I hit my weight. I'm weighing about 235 now and had the weight off since 2000, 2011. And it was just a change of lifestyle and just slowing everything down and being able to make that transition from a ball player and to a retired player, you know, being able to find my way and do things that I love to do. I love doing the broadcast, but man, when it comes to coaching kids and watching, make, watching the difference that you can make, but, and, and then by having the background, it's like, yeah, I, I screwed up. You can see my shit. You can look my shit up. You see it right there. Oh, damn, coach. But I also was able to flip it right after that because that's what makes the man. You, you're going to mess up. And I've heard before, you know, good people do dumb shit. They do bad things. Is What do they do afterwards? Do they make that adjustment and fix it, or are they going to wallow? For a while, I was wallowing, but I surrounded myself with good people that had me rise up. So that's what it is right there, bro. It's who you surround yourself with. And, you know, I'm blessed that, uh, you know, my wife, who I've been with for 10 years, she's saved, you know, saved my life and, and the friends that I have close that are around me um you know they uh it's something that i know that that's the one thing too is that i know i have people around me that let me know that i'm that yeah i'm uh not that uh all that in a bag of chips so uh, <laughs> you know it might not might be my feet stink not my bad breath <laughs> 
this is why I want to be best friends with him, Dimitri. I'm not going to lie. I Some days I feel like I'm the luckiest guy when I sit back and listening to you two talk. I stopped doing a podcast and became a fan. That's how this is one of those dream matchups because, like you said, Dimitri, you both have a lot of parallels. Detroit players, you probably kicked around the same spots and you both overcame. And that is where your legacy should be. But hit all the home runs, that's great. But it's the legacy, what you've done after. You know, Darren is prevalent in the community. I see him everywhere. Uh, during the GM strike, he was out there on the lines. I, I saw the pictures, and I actually missed him by an hour, by the way. Awesome. Oh, a, did you? Yeah, uh-huh. I missed, missed you by an hour. Like I said, I've you, the white will. I've chased you all around Detroit. Now we're <laughs> friends. So, And I get to do a podcast with Dimitri. So this is... I'm going to shut up and just let you two keep talking. No, you're doing good, bro. But it's it, it goes to show. So here's an example of two guys, right, that that have been professional. But it's the relative that, you know, we can relate to each other because we do know that certain ways. And, and as Dimitri is passing that knowledge down, it's because you got you got the credibility. They, got, they, they see it and then they want to listen. If you, and that's the one thing that, you know, I think that I see that change because you always hear like millennials, millennials. Well, the one thing is, is that if you give them an opportunity, they're just it's it's just like any if you want to categorize any class of person or gender or whatever, there's always some that are different than others. You can never but you have to give them the opportunity. And a lot of times when you when like you and I have the reps and go. Yo, little homie, check this out. You ain't gonna get that stuff by me. Then they, you got that credibility, right? Like that's the one thing. It's like I had to tell somebody, you know, like, like I had to say something the other day, and I never really do this, but I had to say before you continue, you know, my name's Darren McCarty, and I played every game and been involved in every game there is. Lost most of them, so stop, please. You're embarrassing yourself by telling me something that I know that isn't true on the way that it's supposed to be. Right. So that, you know, right there, it just tells you cause you have that credibility. Amen. And that's now, now we're doing the positive with it, right? We're saying, Hey, we're not perfect. We're human beings, but this is what we realize. And this is what worked for us. And it's all about getting outside. And like you said, when you watch that kid, you know, get it or, or see it, you know, it's a beautiful thing, but I I think that they all, just like anything else, in, need an individual chance, right? To before before anybody says you're a group of this, you're a group of that, because of your age or whatever else. I disagree. Amazing, I've I've seen you shake everybody's hand, and I've always want. And this goes back to being a fan, fan I don't favorite. Have COVID either. No, not yet. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, and and this goes back to being a fan favor, and this is always one of those phenomenons that I just I'm always fascinated with. And Dimitri will tell you where, you know, you just have a guy that's embraced by a city that stays in the city is beloved by the city. You're you're that guy. When you think of Detroit hockey, you think of Darren McCarty, the fight, the punch, the turtle, the Stanley Cups. You you you, you kind of reborn yourself. And I'm trying to think of the best way to ask this question, not that it's a bad question or anything. 
What do you do now going forward? And I guess this is kind of like wrestling where a wrestler has to keep up the gimmick and stay fresh. What do you do going forward to keep the city moving forward when you touch it, I guess is the best way to put it. That's a great point. Um, so I get it goes back to self-awareness. And I, I'm self-aware that whatever I put my mind to, right, I will accomplish. Now, you think that that is always a blessing, but it can be a, uh, a detriment too in a way when you get ahead of everybody else that's going along with you. So in saying that is that I have a whole bunch of different things. You can see the comic book behind me. That's Donnie Brook by Mess Bucket Comics. So I give them all the stories. It's a, it's a minor league hockey comic book, the Michigan Massacre. My team's the Burnaby Blazers, a bunch of pot smoking lumberjacks from Western Canada. <laughs> um, Roddy Piper's got his, uh, his estate's got the Kilted Avengers. Uh, Brian O'Halloran played Dante and Clerks as the uh-huh. uh, Heathens. And your Brandon Inge, the old Binjo, uh-huh, yes, got the yes. uh, Lynchburg Moonshiners. So uh, we got it's uh, this the one behind me is the second ed- ed- edition of it. So I'm into the Comic Con world, obviously the cannabis, the podcast. I got a WJR show Friday nights from seven to eight. Um, it's golf season, so that takes up most of my daytime right now into the game. And uh, so the point is, I got a lot of different things to keep me occupied and and so at different points everything seems to filter in so that that way like today we played in the sparky anderson catch outing which was in meadowbrook the 33rd annual right which is really nice really cool uh today saw rosie and dan petrie and you know uh so it was uh it was a cool day over there but um I try to do as much to answer your question, Dennis, as much as I can, but also to in knowing what my limitations are. So I, you know, and in the worst case scenario, it's something we'll get a hold of somebody and we'll get you an autograph picture or something like that in the worst case. But, um, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I, I love this city. So I spend as much time down there um, as I can. Not as much lately because most of the time it's usually down in uh, Motor City or MGM. So, mm-hmm. and those are the two casinos. So, those are my two favorite places down there. Um, but there's so many good food places. You know, there's, uh, and if you haven't been down to the Campus Marshes, they've redone it and stuff. It's really, really cool down in the city. So, you know, there's nothing like the city now with where the, all the sports arenas are. Um, with Comerica Ford Field and uh, Little Caesars with the Fox and Hockey Town, it's a, it's become a nice little area down there, and I just hope it continues. And you know, I'll be down there. Like I tell everybody, when there's a hockey game, I'm walking around at least an hour before the game in the concourse, and I'll be there till the first intermission, unless they give me a reason to stay. <laughs> many reasons lately. So they really cleaned up downtown. It is, bro. You'd be, you would see a difference. It's, uh, you know, there's still some, some spots, you know, cast at night, you know, that you don't go to down east on Jefferson, but the downtown where the stadium is and all that, it's expanded even more. So you'd be, you'd, uh, yeah, you'd be surprised. You haven't been here in a while. We got to get you back here, Dimitri. Well, I know the Tigers aren't going to invite me. (laughs) <laughs> so how else am I going to get out there? 
I don't we'll know. figure it out, bro. We'll yeah. So let's go back and talk some more wrestling. This past weekend was a phenomenal weekend for wrestling. We had Slammiversary. We had Extreme Rules, which, by the way, I did not hate Extreme Rules. I thought for a pay-per-view that was coming off some of the worst Raws and the worst SmackDowns that they put out and didn't really have much buzz, I really enjoyed that pay-per-view. Listen, I'll tell you this right now. That's the best, best, I bet you that's the best match Nikki Cross has ever wrestled. She was good. Well, that was our, that was her biggest profile because she can really she can really wrestle, but that was like a, a real high profile. Uh, you know, match the, going the, up the ending the ending is what it is. You know, I didn't see, yeah. see that. No, no, but the match I thought the the way yeah that, the physicality and stuff the physicality the way that they crossed in uh, um, Sa- Sasha or, or Bailey and then the way just the way that it intermingled and. It made sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I agree with you, Dennis. That I actually stopped that, like that. I didn't fast forward through, uh, through a lot of a, a lot of it, you know. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, it was. I was pleasantly surprised. Is that? Yes, that absolutely. It, yeah. Even the cinematic match, I thought was pretty okay with the Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have, to, I'm gonna have to watch that one again. To me, the best match had the worst ending, and that was Oscar versus Sasha Banks. They were wrestling in that match. They was putting it together, and then of course after, where was the second referee? Why couldn't we get a second referee instead of Bailey putting on the, on the referee's jersey and then counting one, two, three? That. That, to me, it spoiled an entirely good match. That was 15 minutes of them going back and forth, and then they, they had that. That wasn't even a dusty finish. What would you call that, a crusty finish? I, yeah, that was just like one of those, what happened? Wait, what? What? That was like the Bret Hart. Oh. Bret Hart, the countout. The countout. Which, which, anyways, that takes you back, which is a conspiracy theory anyways, so. I was, I yep. was, once again, I was all right with it because it, it, it moved the story over. It made you feel like that maybe she didn't actually win it. You know, it took them a minute to play the music. So the whole thing is they're fighting tonight again, I bet. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that, that just, that, that just wasn't so. what it was to carry it over. The, it, the only thing that bothered me is there's no way Dolph Ziggler lasts that long with Drew McIntyre in real life. Agreed. You know, like that, that's you. I get it. And I get, but you know what? Like that's a, that's a match that AJ Styles would have with Drew McIntyre where it would be more like Ziegler's not to me that a list like Rollins or Styles would sort of be, but I think that I'm really interested because the McIntyre Orton setup, right? Is that what we think is going to be? Yeah, that's what they're talking about. What's next? I I think... SummerSlam. SummerSlam. I think you're right about that. You know, once again, and we haven't even talked about the the way they worked in the... And going back to the Bray Wyatt-Braun Strowman match for a second, the way they worked in um, Alexa Bliss into that thing... I was just saying, anytime you put Alexa Bliss on, I'm... you win. We all I mean, are. You yeah. had me. Yeah. Well, yes, dude. She's and you know well, what? Five feet of fury is hot. Well, you 
but 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 what I love about Alexa Bliss is everything you guys were saying about about when you met the Undertaker and you, Dennis when you said you met me or whatever. I met her this year at the Astronomicon for for a brief minute or whatever, and just had a little conversation. But felt like you know it was only her and I. Like we we're talking because I was just said, "Yeah, I love your finisher, right?" You know, like this mm. and all. And then she was telling me how she came about it and stuff, and very friendly, like with everything going on the same sort of thing and and that makes me cheer for her i mean and she's a smoke show but i mean that makes me cheer for the person what yes, sir. what wrestler have you met that you were shocked was a big fan of yours jericho wow yeah yeah because i did his uh talk as jericho when i did my book like eight years ago you know eight seven years ago and and so even you know and even before that but um, you know, like, uh, that was, uh, Bill Goldberg. That's a good one. Dude, because, uh, Goldberg's a fan and, and got to meet him. He's a great guy. You know, so those are two of the, uh, two of the biggest ones. I saw Stephanie McMahon at the, underneath the Joe Lewis arena before her and Hunter were together when she was like, probably like what's. Gotta be forty now. So probably like twenty twenty one. She looked good back then too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Have you had Jericho? Because I've had a chance to interview Jericho when I was doing a podcast with James Ellsworth, uh, which I've had a crazy like my first wrestling podcast co-host was uh, P.D. Williams. Then and by the way, P.D. was trying to get on with us tonight because he said that he met you once and got your autograph, and he's a huge fan of yours. Then it went to James Ellsworth. Then it went to Eli Drake. So, and now I'm doing it with Dimitri and Jason Kendall. Nice, dude. That's that's awesome. No, uh, we're, I'm we're trying to uh, to figure out to do it when they're in town, so I can, you know, I want to do it live. Mm. You know, so um, it, it'll happen when it happens. You know, like I, I'm I'm a big, you know spiritual guy not religious uh you know the one thing is i took a trip to israel with the russian five movie in uh december and went to the wall and um you know the one thing that that for anybody is that the one thing that i would say seven months after coming back is that it's not necessarily i know uh what i want or where i'm going as much as i absolutely 100 percent know what i don't want that's the biggest difference. Right? What What do you don't I want? That makes sense. Yeah. What, what don't you want? Tree, you know, you know that the stuff that clicks is like we feel stupid because it's like once we get it, because they they can say it so many different ways, and then somebody says it that it clicks in, and then it always clicks in and it stays. So it's finding that whatever, and uh, that that was the one thing is that you know, like always focus on you know goal driven and you got to get this and you got to make a plan you got to get this and then go go and, and it's it's not like that you just got to be you and throw it out there and surround yourself and then just plot away you know it's always grind time i i don't know if i even ever asked dimitri this so this is going to be a question for both you guys you saw a few years ago before Brock Lesnar came back to the WWE when he was in MMA he cut a wrestling style promo and he kind of got in trouble for 
doing doing a wrestling style promo in a real life event. You guys being athletes and always being wait, wait, wait. Paul Paul Heyman cut a no cut no a Brock Lesnar did uh, what was it? God, I want to say five or ten years ago when he was kind of you know dominating MMA. He cut this like scathing wrestling promo in an MMA ring, and he got a ton of heat for it because he thought MMA was kind of like wrestling, and it wasn't. But I wanted to equate that to both you guys being athletes and wrestling fans. That what stopped you guys from cutting a a wrestling style promo on an opposing team when you were being interviewed? I never thought of it. Would you have? No, in our game anyways, dude, it's black and white. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when I played, you didn't have to, like, you were going to smack, you wanted to, you know, fight somebody or whatever. It was easy. You know what I'm saying? You didn't need to do that. If you wanted to, you know, say something or whatever, like I, what did I say about the Lemieux thing is that hockey players have long memories. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, like, I mean, but yeah, I'm gonna check. You know, the whole thing with the March 26 is like, you know, if it, if it came down to it, the bottom line is we had to win the hockey game because we hadn't beaten them all year after they beat us out the year before. So when a team's got your number, you got to beat them no matter what the side action is, whether you need the guy needs to get drilled or you know whatever else. So we needed to win the game. The way that it played out, that was God shot, you know, Lariano starting it and then me absolutely cold cocking the head off the turtle and then <laughs> smashing it and whatever, staying in the game and then scoring the overtime winner. You know, like that's in in hockey, I think it just wouldn't play. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it would the it have to be real. Right. You know, you could cut it, but it have to be real. But most of the time, if you cut a real one like that, then you're just putting your hand up to get fined. So why are you going to let, you know, it's not like it is. You might cut it after or talk about it after, but it's in our sport, it's different. Dimitri? You know what? And for baseball, that's what that's just one of those things that well, you, you don't talk about the opposition, especially in a wrestling promo like. For instance, uh, we're playing against the Cleveland Indians, and we're talking about beating the stank out of Carrasco or the, whoever the top pitcher is and and making a mockery out of them. You know, they're going to look at that like, you know, you don't show you don't show us up, you, you know. Bullet board, bullet board material, right? I think that's what no, it's called. Don't, yeah, that's what it's called. We, we, don't, we, don't get, we don't give them that. If anything, we talk about – us having a good series, so it'll have to be self promotion of anything. Like we're gonna go there, we're gonna do the best I can. I'm my swing is feeling good, so I feel I'm gonna have a good series to help our team win because it's all about the team. Forget about what I do. And, and talk about and when they talk about team ball, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, I gotta sacrifice myself. It's like, no, nah, you gotta bring the best of you, so we can win. We need the best of you. So when I talk about team ball, I gotta bring the best of me. To help the team win. So if I'm going to say anything about the other team, it's just we're going to be in that town. I'm not going to say anything about their fans or or the players on the team or the front office. I'm going to talk about self-promoting the team. Unless it's complimentary. Uh, Unless yes. it's complimentary. Like Carrasco's having a great year. He's going to be tough to face. Got to be, you know, I got to bring my best that day. 
You know, he's throwing lights out. Like you might throw some, you might throw a little, uh, a little love to to the other team. You know, oh, they're you know like that when you don't really mean it, but it sounds good. See. Here's, I guess, maybe the sports and my wrestling mind kind of come together because in my mind, I think, think of how many younger fans that wrestle or hockey and baseball, maybe not football because right now football is king, could bring, if there was a Darren McCarty cutting a Stone Cold style promo on, you know, somebody on the other team the night before they go out there. Wouldn't work because you're dealing with team sports instead of individual sports. In golf, in tennis, in an individual's golfers, golfers should cut a promo like that all the time. What the hell do they care? Right? They only have their own thing. When you represent, it's not your name on your back, it's the crest on the front that you're representing. So you're representing. So I might cut this promo, but then my Steve Eiserman or my, you know, like that they don't like because it doesn't represent the whole does that make sense yeah yes because you wait till the game's played and then you talk all the fucking shit on the ice so that's <laughs> what you need it right once the game goes on it's a wrestling event as far as the shit talk and that's where the promos are that's when you need every that's when the stuff's talking about once the puck's dropped because now your accountability for your mouth you can say whatever you want you know and i'll react however i feel God. And then every now and then you're going to get in a tussle. I love this guy. This guy, this is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Dimitri, how, I, I don't know what else to ask him. I mean, this is amazing. So who, so I got a question. Yeah. Who's your, who's your favorite? So give me your favorite or the guys that you love to watch and why in, in the different, like you mentioned, Moose has always been your favorite. Moose is just yes. Dude, that how big is that guy? He's like, like six five, six six, about two ninety, and 290, has moves like a two ninety Booker T old school Harlem Heat chisel. Big mm-hmm. monster man, and and the guys that big that can move that quick. See, I'm I wear the bandana, man. For my thing, because I'm a hangman. You give me that. That's my boy, dude. That's my boy, dude. Because he's the oh, perfect yeah. member of that elite. You just don't give a fuck. I love Not it. Not at all. <laughs> but I, but, he, but he plays it well. Like like Omega's the superstar because he's got all the moves. I mean that Snapdragon and that one winged angel, greatest yeah. picture. Like the way he can transition how quick he is. I mean he is, you know like. And I never watched him. I watched old stuff after, you know, he came to AEW and, and here and all that. But Hangman's my guy. I, and I, I told you, I love the Bastard Pack um, and stuff like that. McIntyre, because I love the whole the story, but also to the Claymore and just his, his yeah. he's dominant, right? He exudes that dominance. And, and it's like, that's why I have a hard time, like with the Dolph Ziegler thing. Is like, come on, bro, you were you last five minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like in real life, like that's why the Bobby Lashley made sense. You know what I'm saying? Like all that other stuff. So, um, and then, I, but I'm a big tag team guy too. So I love what AEW's done 
in that tag team division and, and I mean yeah. that's good. And, and and I I do like watching the North. Their oh. dominance and their old school. I mean, their stick is so good, right? And being Canadian, yeah. you gotta love you gotta love it. <laughs> It's just they're so like they do a great job of the stereotype and and playing off and plus they're tech they're very tactical wrestlers they're old school yeah. Canadian tacticians you know yeah that Josh Alexander man he got moves man he got Damn. moves bro and he doesn't Jeez. look like it that's what I always love is the guys that you're like oh oh and and speaking of uh fuck oh the what Mark uh Marquez Ford oh Dude, wow oh yeah. His frog splash is the that thing is so dude, that's high. That's a real one. He gets way down there. Bro, that is so high, dude. Watching him hit those things, like like that's the acrobats and all that stuff. That's why the the three man ladder match from from a few uh, mm-hmm. uh, pay per views ago. I thought that with no with no crowd, that was an awesome match too. So. You brought up a good question. Hold on. on. He he wanted to know some of my favorite. I was just about to ask that. Yeah, besides Moose, you know, I like Drew McIntyre. From Impact, I also like Chris Bay, especially after interviewing the young man. Wow. Um, Ace Austin, he's he's really grown on me. Um, Let me see from – you watch Major League Wrestling? Sometimes. Yeah, I I like – that big, strong Alexander Hammerstone. I like him. I like uh, Hot Fire Myron Reed. I like Jacob Fatu. Uh, let me see. Let's go to AEW. Um, I love um, Scorpio Sky. Um, yeah, of course, Chris Jericho, um, the suspended kid, um, Sammy Guevara. I, I, I like him. He's, and, uh, dude, he, his, he's got it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's got like Jer- he's fallen right in there, but he he plays that shtick so good. He reminds me of a young Rock. You know what I'm saying? The way that Rocky sort of came in there, and he's got that swag, that swag, and plays oh, off the yes. like the that's what reminds me like, and he's a good wrestler too. Yes, and you was talking about tag teams. I love FTR. Um, young Bucks are okay, but um. Who else do I like? I, I love the North. Um, we had a draft, me, Dennis, and Jason, and um, they was they was my tag team. Um, WWE, um, I always love New Day. Um, yeah, the Usos are cool. Um, shit, who else is there? Demetrius. Yeah, they just keep they just keep falling off the table when it comes to the tag team in Here. WWE. They just don't care about it like other organizations. Here's what uh, we need to do. Now that since we had to delete our old draft one, we need to get Darren McCarty, Sean Casey, you, me, and Jason Kendall to redo a whole draft. Dude, that's gonna be like a that's gonna be like a doggone um fantasy football draft. Gonna, all the good players are gonna be drafted in the first three rounds. We gonna we gonna be picking turds after a while. That's Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> He's Canadian. What? You got to go after the Canadian guys? Barry Horowitz. Macho Man's brother. You know, like, guys, uh, you got to go to Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, this I is... love that shit, dude. Oh, I got to tell you a story. Here's another good wrestling story. So I played junior hockey, and it was, ni- it was in 1992, 91, 92. So wrestling was big. And we used to, for some, some reason, 
we had to be on the ice at noon. But the wrestling was on, and we didn't know that it dragged into like 12.01. So we were all watching in the dressing room. We went out to practice, and we were like 30 seconds late. Coach walked in and ripped the TV off the wall. We couldn't watch <laughs> wrestling anymore. Oh. But it, it used to drag that that minute that it dragged over the like the 12.01 or 12.02. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome right there. No, it sucked. Dennis. Oh well, you know I thought it was awesome. I'm I'm the nerd of the group. Darren, a couple more questions before we get you out of here because I know you have a busy night and we're probably gonna just go, wow, this guy is awesome when we hang up with you. By the way, stay on when we get done with you. Going forward on your podcast, how much of a wrestling persona, because we all, when we do a podcast or we do radio, where you know, you always take your personality and turn it up to 10. I think you're always up at 10 because you're just that kind of guy. But how much old school wrestling promos? Because listen, we we both know Maz. We've done shows with him. I love him to death. He's one of he's he's one of my great friends. But I could never sit down to a podcast and drop any kind of wrestling knowledge on him and have him look at me like, you know, I'm saying something legitimate because this guy is does not a wrestling fan. So how hard is it for you not to be like, hey, what's your name again? And Maz will be like, uh, and you'd be like, oh, it don't matter what your name is. And he won't know what it is. How well, hard I is it? I never do that to Maz. But that's why, Maz, you got to be up on your Seinfeld reference. That's why you, it's all you have to know. So the whole thing is like there's another dude that has uh, Clarence Black. You know mm-hmm. Clarence at all? Yes, I, I don't personally, but get, I know of him. We get the wrestling privileges. So when you're sitting in the room, this is how you do it, right? Because the what's the biggest thing in life? When you feel like you're missing out, right? So mm-hmm. then you'd intrigue. So Clarence and I might go back and forth with a couple wrestling things that Maz wouldn't know about. And then we fill him in. Not means that doesn't mean that he'd be a part of it or not. But next time when we drop something like that, he get oh that's a wrestling thing, right? Because you're not trying to, you know, because he sort of want to be a part of it, right? So so most of the time, and you're right. I'm always I'm always, especially you turn the camera on. But I there's no persona. I'm like this twenty four seven, you know, all the time. And, uh, yeah, I'll get into Perry Vellucci. That's my co-host, mm-hmm. right? And I have a great uh, saying all the time. It's, fuck me, Perry. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, I got to explain a lot of shit to him a lot. But that's why he's a beauty. What's Perry do? He's just responsible and just sit in that chair. He's that guy. That's it. I know that role. Sit in that chair. That- oh, and he's got the chauffeur's license. So drive the car and sit in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's a, and he's a rough in the alumni so don't blow your whistle ever give me a penalty ever you know if i'm if that puck's a little bit ahead and you can stop it for me you know what you're the co-host of grind time remember that so i'm just saying that's how you get people dennis it's all about influence influential people is you just gotta you just sort of let them know what they don't yet know themselves Dimitri, do you, part of it. So you keep dropping them until that. Dimitri, do you have anything else? I just want to know, once this pandemic's over, we got to get all of us together and go to some wrestling events. Yes. Oh, I, I, that that would be for not, Where are you at, D? 
Where are you? I'm in Camar I'm in Camarillo, California, in between LA and Santa Barbara up to 101. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah, definitely when this comes back, I would love we'll we'll figure something out. Um, because uh I'd love that that seems like the perfect uh uh hit some AEW event and uh make it bigger or a t or a, you know AEW or an impact event and stuff like something you know I always uh I always had this idea, right? And it's the same sort of thing as Rhino, but every every spot there's always former athletes or, or guys, right, that are fans and want to see a fair fight. So there's sort of always these legions around, and I always thought they'd be good to, like, like you know, you suck Jericho's or whatever like that to use, you know, like wherever AEW, wherever he goes, so that he can't, it's like, you know, groups that travel, they're still part of the same group, whether you're in California or in Detroit and you see them on TV and they're all <laughs> and we can all read up to, Oh, blast them with this one, blast them with this one. You know, it's like, it's all about part of being, uh, being a part of it. So I agree with you, man. And uh, my kids are out in, uh, my kids live in Manhattan beach. So I will have to make oh, it. They're living a good life. I'm due for, well, you know what? Yeah, exactly. Them, yeah, yep, yep. That's all we'll say. We're just going to end it on that. Yes, they are. Doing well. we, we, we've all have the X, trust me. Uh, Darren, let's promote everything. Two, bro. <laughs> yeah. Let's... Ooh, ooh, ouch. Oof. No, no, it, uh, no. It's all good. Okay, good, good. One baby mama. That's even better. Oh, that's better then. Uh, same here. Yeah, same that's, here, that's, too. That, that's did, did good with that. Let's promote everything you have going on and where people can find you online. You have Grind Time with Darren McCarty. Grind, grind Time with Darren McCarty. Uh, the Darren McCarty brand, if you want to look into the uh, the cannabis. DarrenMcCarty.com uh, is, uh, you can find out merch schedule. Uh, Darren McCarty Slapstick Comedy Tour, which will be firing back up right now in September. Travel all around. Um Telling stories, doing some comedy. I've uh, been doing that for a couple of years. That's fun. Uh, Mess Bucket Comics, check out Donnie Brook. And then actually, uh, so I wrote a book in 2012, uh, My Last Fight, True Story of a Hockey Rockstar, that we've turned into a 150-page graphic novel like The Watchmen. So it's out in December through Mess Buckets, be on the Comic-Con circuit doing that. Uh, Grinder the band. Uh, fired the band back up, so we'll be back out when the quarantine's done. And uh, other than that, uh, yeah, I believe uh, Grind Time with Darren McCarty, Grind Time Podcast on Instagram, and Grind Time DMAC25 on Twitter. For you guys at home, this is over. For the three of us, we're going to sit here and talk, and you guys can't listen. Dimitri, why don't you send this thing home? Hey, <laughs> I don't want to do it today, but I guess I will. We had. Detroit Red Wings great Darren McCarty. We have the host, Dennis Farrell, and you have me, the meat hook. Jason Kendall, we miss you this week, brother. We are out. Thank you guys so much for listening to this edition of Wrestling with Sports with Jason Kendall, Dimitri Young, sometimes Brett Boone, and myself, Dennis Farrell. Remember, you can listen to Wrestling with Sports on all major platforms. Especially if you're a new listener, make sure you rate, subscribe, leave a comment, and please, please, please tell your friends.
We have a brand new RSS feed, so we're really trying to promote that, and we can't do it without your help. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow Brett Boone at TheBoone29, Dimitri Young at DA Meat Hook, DA Duh Meat Hook, Jason D. Kindle 18 is for Jason Kindle, and myself, Undisputed DPF. I just changed it, by the way. Once again, guys, thank you so much. Every time you download and you listen, it means the world to all of us. And we keep doing it for you. So please, please, please tell your friends. That's the way you can get back to us here at Wrestling With Sports. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook as well. Wrestling With Sports. That's where you can get some live videos. You can get fresh content that you can't get anywhere else. So on behalf of the guys, thank you once again. Wrestling With Sports. here at wrestling with sports want to thank you for listening our fans and by doing that we are giving away free stuff contest stuff essentially it may be from twitter facebook many different ways to win email and we're going to tell you really quickly how to do it do you want to win a jason kindle personalized autographed jersey of the team he played on of your choice same with dimitri young do you want to win a whole bunch of baseballs or game used batting gloves from jason kindle brett boone autograph we are giving that stuff away, many different things, bobbleheads, baseballs, posters, all kinds of stuff that they have just sitting around, and they want to give you the fans. And let me tell you really quickly, all you have to do, if you're on Twitter, just follow Wrestling WS. That's the Wrestling With Sports Twitter feed. Make sure you follow that. Retweet a few of our tweets. If you want to be kind, go ahead and follow Dimitri Young at da Young. Follow Jason Kindle at Jason D. Kindle 18. And you can follow me, Dennis Farrell, at Undisputed DPF. If you're on Facebook, go over and like our Facebook page, Wrestling with Sports. We do a lot of live videos there, some stuff that you may not see anywhere else. And share any posts you see. We're giving stuff away to people who share stuff randomly and contest winners. Maybe you're like, hey, Dennis, Jason, and Dimitri, I don't have Facebook or Twitter. That's all right. Shoot us an email at wrestlingwithsports at gmail.com and tell us why you should win something. Those emails, by the way, you're giving us permission to read on the air, and we will. You can win something just by emailing us. Now, the biggest way to get noticed is show us a picture and email it to us of you subscribing to the podcast on any major platform. Rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Show the picture of the comment, and trust me, it will get noticed. That's the biggest way for us to grow, and you're helping us grow, and we're going to reward you for helping us grow. We're all one big podcast family here, and we're just the guys that have some cool stuff to give away to you. So to recap, tweet us, you win. Email us, you win. Facebook us, you win. You win, and you get great content even if you're not selected. We're going to try to select as many people as we can. It's going to be random. It's going to be fun. And we promise you will enjoy us giving away random. Oh, Zoom meetings. We are giving away a ton of Zoom meetings with Jason, sometimes Brett, and Dimitri Young. If you have a young kid who's playing baseball, get a free lesson from MLB All-Stars. Maybe you're just a fan of the show and you want to talk to them. Hey, now you can win a Zoom meeting. 
we're just giving stuff away to you, the fans. We got a brand new feed here, and we want to make sure you help us grow it. So please tell your friends, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter, whether it is word of mouth, and let us know you're telling them, and we will do our best to reward you with all these cool giveaways.